What's up, everybody? It's LG Set here. Welcome back to another Monday edition of the First Mint podcast. This week, we are talking NHL drop that was supposed to happen last week, but then had some issues when it actually came time for the drop. We also talk about the Top Shot drop, which was also last week, which also had issues, but did end up going through. Then Phil kind of raves about the new Top Shot UI, but I, uh, or the interface when you're opening packs and things that he still really loves about it. And I obviously push back with um, the usual stuff that I talk about. We talk about our predictions as well for the second NHL drop, the remix, the redux, which will be Tuesday. So maybe by the time you're listening to this, it will have happened. We give our predictions there and we talk about just general uh, culture stuff. Phil kind of goes into a story about his work soccer team that I think he's the captain of, but then it turns into a conversation about whether it's okay to boo at sports games, more negative uh, Canadian sports team talk as usual, and then a bit of cultural corner, a little RIP Pee Wee Herman, a little Barbie talk, a little bit of sports team culture talk, and of course, some cricket, but don't worry, that's all, that's all the way at the end. We know Phil loves cricket. We don't really do much cricket yet, but, but, but Phil does. Anyways, as usual, thank you for listening to the first mint. August is a whole new month and the last month of the summer, so I hope you are geared up to enjoy it, and otherwise, enjoy another great episode of the first mint. Search is over now. Welcome to First Mint. Looking for NFT content? Look no further, cause this is it. From Top Shot the blockchain, they got the data chops, analysis, and pack drops. The show's a crater hot. LG and Phil D, the best amongst others. Best brothers that happen to balls is the Ball Brothers. So settle in, cause it's time for the best show. Ayo Quad, who we reppin'? First Mint. Let's go. Whoa! Wow! What's Listen, up? I, I already know you're gonna open with something crazy. I, I just get the feeling you're gonna get into something like <laughs> some really hot topic right now, and be like, "Hey, before we oh. even start the show, did shout you- out, shout yeah. out NHL breakaway." <laughs> oh, that's your hot topic. Oh, oh my goodness! Where is Maddie Breakaway? He's gonna be in. There's only in like now. weird bad news oh. today, man. There's only like weird, like it's the end of the month. Uh, everybody just wants like football to start. You know, it's like it's I don't know. It's 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 a weird day, you know, because like we could talk NHL. We had them on last week. The drop was a disaster. Uh, Phil, maybe you want to talk about Team Canada at the Women's World Cup. Another, another, which we probably, I think, no, we just met, we didn't, we didn't, weren't doing the pod together just yet when, when Team Canada was at the, the Men's World Cup, but that was oh. also, a, you know, also a disaster. So it's back to back disasters for, for, for people of the World Cup, for Canada, the World Cup. Pee Wee Herman died today. It's awful. Uh, and, and Zion Williamson is being sued for $1.8 million by an NF, or a crypto company I've never heard of. So I don't know. What, what, what do you want to choose your poison? What do you want to talk about? Okay. What, before, before we <laughs> get into you start with that, something nuts, you said stuff was weird. And, and I have a major issue with Toronto sports culture. Okay. And, and I know I most people, of, can't I think a lot of people do. I think after the last like 10 years, a lot of people do, Phil. And, and for me, it starts with Jays fans because they've, they've always been a different breed that kind of just accepts failure and cheers for stupid things. But I will say this one of the greatest lines of all time, and I've been around sports for a long time, I heard a couple of weeks ago. So we have a work soccer team and we play in an automotive league. Our team is fantastic this year. It's a huge part of the culture. Okay. We are the only team in league history. The league is seven years old that has a head coach, a manager. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's our building maintenance guy. All right. He's from Albania. 
He is a nationally certified coach for soccer, and he coaches our work team. He does not play. Okay. okay. A okay. couple of weeks ago, he lost his mind on every single member of the bench, which is all the players who are substitutes, and he screamed at them. And what he screamed will never, ever leave my mind, and I think I'm going to use it everywhere. He screamed with this huge accent and his, his crazy ways. Okay, I, It was a second game of the year, and he was, like, trying to kill the ref. I'm like, dude, we're not even in the playoffs. Just chill, okay? <laughs> Screaming at people. These are employees. These are not people oh, yeah. that, you know, get paid to be on the team. It's not people who paid to be on the team. They are employees. It's a work group, okay? Uh, he turns to the bench kind of late in the game when we're tied. And we're 5-1, and one, by the way. This is our best start ever. He turns oh, wow. to the bench and he says, stop cheering for bad plays because that player will think they did something good. Okay. And I'm just like, I was laughing because okay? I wanted to shut up yeah. in like two seconds. Yeah. But what he means is that if someone made a bad pass or something, don't clap and say it's okay. All right. Don't, don't say nice try and things like that. Mm-hmm. Just don't say anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I get his point, right? It's kind of vicious a little bit with work people because some haven't played soccer since they were five yeah, years old. It's work. Right? It's, work. it's a little different. Yeah, it's not. It's not like yeah. Go on. But yeah. but but he's right though. People were cheering for just just about anything. Like someone would like for participation. The they were the giving air. participation trophies with their yes. hands. They're, so They're giving it with their yeah with their yeah. So like, so he went off. Yeah. So that leads me to Toronto sports, and nothing bothers <sighs> me more than say we'll use the Blue Jays as an example. A pitcher will give up seven runs or something in an inning. Yeah. When that pitcher gets the third out, the fans decide to clap like it's still a zero-zero game. And they cheer every dude. I this kind of stuff kills me, man. All right. I need to be at every but doesn't that happen event. in every sports city? Because I feel like I feel like 80% of people at baseball games aren't are people that actually don't really know what's going on during the yeah. game and they just kind of follow what other people do. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's most like, I don't know. Maybe cities, that that's my experience. I went to Toronto Blue Jays games for a long time, and that was my experience. In most cities, yes. But I want to use Boston as an example. And I hate Boston. I hate all the sports teams in Boston. I love the city as a city, but I hate all their sports team. Okay. Uh, probably because they've won so much over the last whatever years. But in Boston, at the Red Sox home opener this year, they went down in the fourth inning of that game. And the fans were booing like there was no tomorrow. Booing the home team, <laughs> not the umpires, not the other team. They were booing. losing their shit, booing the home yeah. team every time they do anything. Mm-hmm. And people were holding signs up like, don't bring your bad vibes around the Patriots and the Bruins. Like shit like that. Like, <laughs> fans went bonkers. And guess what? Ever since the, the, the Red Sox have kind of turned it around and are actually playing um, some pretty good baseball. So that goes to show you for me, like I wish the fan bases would be a little more ruthless in Toronto um, because I feel like these players and these teams, they know they live in a place where everybody's nice sort of, and you know, they'll get away with it. When the Toronto Maple Leafs fans threw waffles on the ice, that was like a national mm-hmm. that like, you know, mm-hmm. oh God, look how awful these fans are. So anyways, back to my story. Last night I went to a Toronto FC game, which is the soccer team here in the MLS. And nobody goes to Toronto FC games by choice. The only way you go to Toronto FC game is if you get a call. Hey, I have tickets. And not do you want to go. It's, hey, I've got tickets and you're coming with me. That was I've never the- even been. I've yeah. never even been. I didn't go when I lived there. And I, I haven't gone anytime I've gone I've back to visit. Either. I don't think I've ever brought that to a game. I've been to many, and I, I even had season tickets a long time ago. Um, but anyways, so last night I went to the game. Toronto yeah. FC this year is quite possibly the worst Toronto sports franchise in history of Toronto sports. 
Okay. And I'm going yeah. to this game. So I'm going in there hot already. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I've had He's enough. Pissed. Yeah. Okay. I told the group I was with, we are not going there to cheer tonight. Okay. We are going to sit there and wait for bad things to happen. And we are going to boo nonstop when they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bad passes, mm-hmm. you know, missed shots, all mm-hmm. that nonsense goals by the other. We're going to, we're going to boo nonstop. Yeah. So we get to the game. Sure enough, we were they were playing a team from Mexico. It was a League Cup game where teams from Mexico and the MLS are mixed into these groups, like it's gonna, like a mini World Cup. Mm-hmm. And the team was from Atlas, Mexico. Okay, I knew this going in, but anyways, we were late to the game because if you if if you don't know the Toronto sports scene, unless you plan to arrive two hours before, you are missing the first ten to fifteen minutes of a game. <laughs> okay, so, so we're, we're trying to get downtown. There's a beer festival. There's a mm-hmm. Fallout Boy concert. We even oh, talked to some of the people. They're like, it's the first time they come here in like 20 years. Like they're going, hey, man. <laughs> it was like gutsick everywhere. Okay. It was like oh, chaos down there. Um, all <laughs> in the same area. Okay. Trying to get to the damn. Uh, so many things to say about what you're saying, man. No That's one's so actually going to Toronto FC, but you know, you just can't get in the area. So we end up parking mm-hmm. and I hear a roar from the crowd. I'm like, oh, great. You know, the one time we come, this team that has not won a game, LG, they haven't won a game since May. 24th okay that's more than two months ago (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm not any other sports league that's like that in any other sports how many games is that because they play what like twice a week so you know what i mean yeah yeah, average of twice a week so we're talking like maybe 16 games or like yeah 15 games in any other sports league like or at least north american sports league like that's that's that is front page news like how long a team has been losing you know what i mean like anything baseball NBA, if a team hasn't won in two months in the NBA, unless it's like the Pistons, oh, everyone's God. talking about it. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Like anywhere, to be honest. With yeah, you, right? anywhere. It's, it's unacceptable. Like, that's you're bad at your job for two months straight. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that, that's, you know, it's gone. So, so okay, much so like the there. Blue Jays. I'm like, if the next yeah. Blue Jays game I'm going to, I'm going there and I'm ready. To, I, like, I'm going to get in a fight with our own fans. I'm ready to rumble at these games. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> that's what you do at Blue Jays games. I for anybody who hasn't want, been to one, yes. you fight with other Blue Jays fans. You don't fight the other team's fans. You fight your own fans. There, there are no other experience. team's fans. There's always that one yeah, random yeah. fan that stands up with, like, an Arizona Diamondbacks jersey. Yeah, you don't, fan for you don't care. Yeah, that is really – that happens when the Diamondbacks <laughs> aren't even playing. That guy, that guy just has a Diamondbacks jersey, and he likes baseball, and he just showed up. Every every sport here in Toronto has that same thing. Leafs have the same. Someone always stands up in the middle of the crowd with like yeah. a Seattle Kraken jersey, and they just yeah. go nuts. Anyway, <laughs> so I hear a crazy cheer, and I'm like, I'm so mad because the last two games I went to, Toronto FC didn't score a goal, um, and and it's been a waste of time. Yeah. So I hear a cheer. I'm like, wow. Okay. I, I try to go on my phone to see if we really took a lead in the first yeah. five minutes. It turns out it's the other team that scored, and there's so many Mexican fans from Mexico. That the place sounded like a home game and erupted. Okay? Oh, like, okay. Well, that makes more sense. I didn't think we yeah. could score. Anyway, so going to the stadium, sure enough, they play the full 90 minutes and they don't get a shot on target until the very last play of the game yeah. and they didn't score. Like so Toronto FC lost Canadian one team. nil. Okay. Yeah. One nil. Yeah. So I get up right as soon as the final whistle goes and I start booing like there's no tomorrow. Okay. And I have a few guys booing with me. If, if like I your could... friends are booing with you, yeah, my friends randoms. are booing with me. Nobody okay. else, okay, no Every... randoms. Nobody joined in the boot train. I, I cannot tell you how like mothers and wives and and regular dudes that look like they may have oh. booed with us looked at us. Okay, that almost started a fight. All right, that really really pissed me off. <gasps> that people looked oh. at us like we're aliens. So that yeah. that leads me to believe two things. 
either you come yeah. to these games and you have no clue what the team's done all year and that they haven't won in more than two months. Yeah. Or as Toronto sports fans, the culture that's been built here has just been a losing yeah. culture where we accept mediocre and garbage teams. Yeah. And you know what? People say, well, you guys complain, but your teams are always in the playoff. We don't care about that. Right? Well, Look at championships, LG. You know, you got yeah. the 92-93 Jays. The right? Raptors. And, and Toronto FC won You've got Toronto FC in between yeah. there. But there's no one on this planet that could tell you that Toronto FC won a, a title or cares. Yeah. Right? Um, and even you can tell me how many times the Toronto Argonauts, the CFL team that play in a league of eight teams, how many times they've won in the last 30, 30 years. It's probably like six. Did you know that they're off to their best start in 68 years? Are they? Like that? Oh, yes. since like the Doug Flutie days or something like yes, that? Yes, they're like five or six and oh or whatever it is. And they've never started like that in, in forever. And speaking you know, of, of streaks, you, you you mentioned those streaks. Losing. Hold on, wait. You, no, no, hold on. You can't jump topic to topic and not let me say anything about them. You can't just, you can't just, I have to, you have to let me, you have to let me at least ask okay. something. I'm dying to hear what ranting. you have to say about the Argos. All right, let's hear this. No, I don't give a shit about the Argos. I don't care about the freaking Argonauts, man. No, I'm. I no. I want to go back to this booing thing because you started the whole conversation talking about like I thought you were going to have a soccer team like your work soccer team. I thought you were going to have another epic story. I think everybody listening thought it was going to be like your daughter's hockey game final. Okay, no. I thought that, I thought we were all in, in store for that, but it turned out to be just the coach's wise old words to not boo or to not cheer, cheer. for people who make a bad play. So, at what point, like? Can you, can you, can you tell me, because obviously if you went to your kid, if your kid's like, you know, 10 and you're watching them and they make a bad play, you're not going to boo them. And by your logic, probably you won't applaud them doing a bad play. You'll applaud them doing a nice play. Mm -hmm. So by what, at what point, and you don't want to boo, obviously people that you work with, because they're, they're people you work with and they're almost trying their hardest in this work, you know, in this work league, but that's not really like a place to boo. Who, what is the line for booing? At a game, what is and I'm not talking like the refs or any of that kind of shit. I mean specifically the play on the field. What what is the what is the delineation for you? Like, a, what's when when do you know that you're in a booing situation that you, these people can be booed and when can they not? This will this will come as little of a surprise to you, LG. But one of my favorite things before I answer that at a at a, any sporting event is when the referee sucks. Chance start. I never start okay, but when someone does, I love it yeah. so much. I'm all over it. Yeah. But yeah, in course. terms of booing, for me, it's when hockey, things yeah. okay, a couple things come into play. When yeah. expectations are set at a certain level, whether it be before mm -hmm. the season, during the season, whenever it is. Okay. Uh, but are you talking, I'm not asking like, are you do you only boo at pros? Like people who are paying. Yes, okay. So that's what you're okay. So that's what so, I'm, I'm asking like that. I'm okay. not saying like what why, why do you I boo, boo? because okay. you you mm -hmm. you because the team's not good. Yeah, no. I mean, mm -hmm. like, like, like your own kids, you don't boo. Other people's kids, no. you don't boo. No. You, people that you work with, you don't boo, and people that are also well, on their work team, you don't boo. But pro athletes, you boo. Is what oh, I'm absolutely. Saying. Like what? What if you went to like Raptors nine oh five? You know, what I mean the G League team. Would you boo them if if they had lost like five in a row, or six or ten in a row? Absolutely, okay. man. Oh yeah, they're getting booed, man. These right. are professionals. This is yeah. their job. Well, they're kind of okay? they're half pro. They're half pro. If like what, what about like a single A baseball team? Would you would you boo a single A baseball team? Hundred percent, man. If they can, if okay, say I was at a single A baseball team. Yeah. Game. In Dunedin, Florida, watching the Blue yes. Jays, like we used Blue to as kids. Yeah. Yeah. And there's five errors in a row or something. Oh, I'm booing. Dude. <laughs> no, that's unacceptable, man. No, no, you're not doing that. Like, and you asked me about the work league, but I'll, I'll say something about that work league. Okay. Yeah. And that angers me too. Everyone, for the most part, is pretty decent. We have the best team in the league. So we have to be yeah. decent. It's 25 people in the roster. 
but you've got these five or six. I've got to be careful what I say because someone today found out that we do a podcast. It's from the team. The, every couple months, you tell us that somebody at work found out you do a podcast because like, people talk nonstop. Oh, I maybe you'll end up on Phil's podcast, and they're like, "What?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to get somebody you work with out here. Oh, Absolutely. Well, that no, might happen. The, the biggest we, train wreck yes. at my company found out today about about the podcast, and it was suggested to me that we bring this person on because it would be wait, um, it would probably go viral. The, you're, so, so wait, the person who found out about the podcast today, you just called them a train wreck? Is that what you said? The biggest train wreck in history of, of this company, easily. And I hope they're <laughs> like they're probably listening, but it is what it is. Anyways, so I, there's nothing man, I can I do. I want to work you, with you, man. I you would find out within five minutes the antics that go on with this person, and you would agree with me. And um, let's just say it's the kind of person that no matter who they run into, within minutes of running into this person, the other person is asking questions. And they're like, what is wrong with this person? Got it. Okay. okay. It, it's happened. Okay. I wish I could get into the stories, but we'd be here all yeah. day. I have the yeah. wildest stories. Maybe we'll just bring that person on, but I, I don't want to do that. that. That's a big train wreck too. So, um, but you've got these five or six on the team that signed up. And when you see them play, I know it's a work week. Okay. You see them play. You just wonder why. And it really angers me because I'm like, all right, I know my role. The one sport I'm not really good at is volleyball, okay? I'm good at every other sport. I consider myself good at every other sport. But for some reason, volleyball, I've never been able to really just get a hang of it, okay? I can do the basics, but I'm just not good at mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I would never join a work volleyball team. There has been right. work volleyball teams. I am one right. of the best athletes at the office, but I refuse to join something I don't consider myself kind of like decent at, Right. Let the other people who are decent at it play it, okay? But you've got these five or six, and we're talking like inability to even kick a soccer ball. Bad. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel bad every time because I'm the captain of the team. I'm the one who organized the entire thing. And I'm not the coach. I'm not the one who has to be vicious towards them and not play them or whatever the hell goes on on those sidelines. Mm -hmm. But they are just terrible. Like, they're awful, man. Like, I'm just looking at them. Did you join this team just to call mom and dad to be like, hey, do you remember when I was five and you put me in that local soccer league? Guess what? Now, I'm, now I'm 45 and I'm, and I'm, I'm, and I'm playing on the work soccer <laughs> It paid off. Like, congrats, mom and dad. You you did something that really pushed me to do this later. You know, life. I will say that anytime I start some kind of new sport, I do text mom and dad to let them know I'm doing it. I don't know why. Even now, being in my late 30s, I'm like, I started bouldering. And I just like text them. I'm like, look at my shoes. Like, I boulder now. I'm actually pretty good. And they're like, that's nice. But like, I wonder if they give a shit at all. Dude, what the or, you know, I started, I started playing hockey again last year. And I just told, I was just telling them about it. You know, like, like dad's going to keep our stats again for me or something like that. I think most parents don't care because most parents, and this is not every parent. Okay. So it's not a knock your, your parenting. If you put your kids in the sports for the right reason, but most parents, when you were under the age of 20 and you were really good at a sport or you played a sport a lot, your parents were thinking you're going pro in that sport. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now when you're 40, 45 and you're calling them saying, Hey, guess what? I'm back. Mm -hmm. I can promise you. They probably don't care. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, 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 the dream is over. Like you're, <laughs> Hey, guess what? I'm playing soccer. <laughs> yeah. What's, well, the, what's so the weirdest, what's the strangest sport that your kid could be a pro at? Like, what is, what is the most like obscure, but like something that would test whether you're proud of them or not. And I don't mean something gross. I mean something like, you ever seen like people that prance around with fake ponies? You know what I'm talking about? 
Dude, it was like I these just saw short... that. That was in Finland or something. Jumping yeah, you know over. What I'm talking like... about, right? It's like it's like this. It's this competition. It's mainly young girls, but I don't know if young guys do it. But it's and basically that's... they have like one of those like toy ponies that you have where it's like just a broomstick and has a horse head on the end. And they have these competitions where they prance around with it, like you know, they hold it like kind of between their legs and they run around and jump over shit. Like if if your if your daughter became a pro of that and was like number three rank in the world at prancing pony, would you would you be proud? Would you still be proud? <laughs> I think so. I mean, a- anything you're above and beyond better than everyone else in the world at, I think you'd be proud. Like Joey Chestnut. Like, there's no way his mom is not proud. As despicable as that. Oh is, well, now that right, yeah, but now that he's like a 20 time champion. Or whatever, okay, well, that's. You, I mean, at this point, at this point, it's yeah. made him a celebrity. It's made his family super wealthy, right? Okay, well, that aside, though, even when he won the first time, say right, like, there's no yeah. way you're not proud of that. Yeah, something, yeah. But it's not every parent's dream to have their kids running around on a fake horse head you know, mm. launching themselves over equestrian bars the way a real horse does, as in like, why aren't you on a real horse? Like that was cheaper weird. than equestrian. That's for people whose parents couldn't afford a horse, which is like 99.9% of people. That's just, they needed something to do. So that's, that's what they landed on. Okay. What, what else? Is there any of the other obscure sports like Quidditch where you'd be happy with your, with, like you'd be, I didn't know what is Quidditch there... was until I came to visit you like four years ago, man. I had no <laughs> idea what the hell that was. You're oh, like, we saw the Quidditch, Quidditch practice. You're like, that's we a Quidditch see... park or something. I'm like, what <laughs> in the world is that? <laughs> we saw the Quidditch practice for anybody who doesn't know. And I'd be shocked if you didn't know at this point, Quidditch is, it was very similar to horse prancing. It's, it's, it's the sport they play in Harry Potter. Uh, and it's an arena oh, sport. And in funny. Harry Potter, it's really violent because they, they fly around on the broomsticks. They're on two teams. Uh, it's kind of like European handball where there's a ball and they have to put it through like a little hoop that's just floating in the sky. And they like, you know, they're flying on broomsticks. So they're 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 body checking each other at flying speed, which is <laughs> super fast. Uh, and then there's all this other weird shit, like a little yellow bug they have to catch or whatever. Uh, but people play this in real life. And obviously normal people can't freaking fly. So this happened. I found out about this like 12 years ago and I lived in Montreal and I saw people practicing and it's and it's basically the same rules of the game, except not in the air. So they have to play while holding a broomstick between their legs. And it's apparently quite vicious. There's like World Cup of Quidditch. You know what, Phil? I'm gonna, you know, maybe we should stop right here, because last week when I hated on, a, on an obscure sport, I got a lot of hate for it. When I was saying that spike ball isn't my cup of tea, oh, I, I got a lot that. of DMs about that. Some, a lot of I people were more happy about me saying that. So maybe I should stop right here. by, Or maybe I should continue dissing obscure sports. Maybe I should make a, a power rankings of weirdest worst sports but there's like beach soccer and things like that which is kind of like that that's another weird that's not but that's that's just a different form of a it's not sport. obscure it's yeah just, that's not obscure yeah that's not obscure you know it always got me like how do you become a professional beach soccer player but not a professional soccer player you know like yeah like what's wrong like what what's right? the difference in skill what do you what do you, what, do you what, I mean. what were you not what did you not have for normal soccer that you do have for beach soccer yeah. you know what i mean like what because that that beach soccer would be really hard to be hard on your like shins oh, and your and who, your who the hell wants running to do that your stamina like that. too man you can you ever try running on a beach nobody wants to do that okay what's what's the most obscure sport that you're good at and even even like a beach like paddle ball or something like that like something or you know uh, uh the beanbag what is it called cornhole like was there is there an obscure sport that you are good at people be surprised cornhole, okay i'll tell you what i'm really good at and this is the most obscure sport and i consider myself maybe the best in the world at this and anyone who works in an office will be able to relate to this or goes to nightclubs and bars oh shit number one when i when i world. Here when go. i go into our work washroom yeah. okay there's okay. a huge counter with about four sinks or four like okay mirror slash sink setup okay 
right. two urinals, two stalls. Picture it. All right. Four sinks. So from one Same. end of the washroom to the other, like the whole where the sinks are, it's yeah. about 20 feet or something like that. Okay. okay? It, it's a decent size, maybe even a bit more. Oh, I know where you're going with this. So when I, I wash exactly my hands, gonna be. Yeah. which I do every single time, yeah. although a lot of people do not, and I know this for a fact. Okay, Some people just make the dash. I, I see it all the time. It's disgusting. <laughs> when you wash your hands and you get those paper towels, mm-hmm. the paper towels become wet and you can actually scrunch them into a ball. Mm-hmm. There is not one time, unless if someone's in there, it's all hands off. I don't play the game. Okay, I go right out the door. There's two doors. I go out the first oh, so door. This is this is the, you're going to tell us something you do when no one's watching. But this is doing. the only obscure sport I play, and I play it okay. every day, and I played it for ten plus years now. <laughs> if there's someone in there, like if I see feet under one of the doors, or if I see someone else there, I go right out the first door. Yeah, I throw the the wet ball in the bucket that's sitting yeah. out there for people to throw, and I go up. Yeah. Game over. That doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. But yeah. when there's nobody in there, okay. There's a tiny little cylinder, but like this big mm-hmm. at the very, very, very end. Mm-hmm. That's where you throw the garbage. There's one at each end. Okay. Yeah. And it's got a silver rim. So it makes a noise if you hit it. There's not one time that I don't take the shot from one end to the other and try and sink the bucket with the wet kind of napkin. And it's not easy because sometimes it's what's not your percentage. What's your, per- what's your shot percentage? If you could see the celebrations I do when I actually hit a shot. I kind of do the oh, so, so, so you, you shoot like 10%. No, You're here's the deal. Like- I have a rule. I get three shots at it. If I don't get it in, in three shots, and oh, I go so you end stand to end. there and like you you wet some extra paper towels. No, no, there's no extra. Game. I take like 20. I'm not supposed to take 20 when you when you wash your hands, but I usually take 20. Okay, I make a huge ball. Sometimes it's not wet enough. So it's oh, you're, making, you're using 20 for one ball. 20 for one ball. There's no extra wetting. You have to use the wetness of your hands. Whatever's right. on there. Okay. All right. It makes a beautiful ball. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not joking, LG. I've come to the point where I'll hit it almost every single time. When I miss, I almost consider it a jinx on how my day is gonna go. Like <laughs> I and I don't kill myself by uh, doing Phil, it. Phil just time. revealed what time of day is in the bathroom. How did I reveal that? Oh, you like mean in the morning? How the day, how your day is going to go? Well, that like could a, go for a minute. It's like a six a.m. twenty paper towel no. ball of luck, Groundhog Day style. <laughs> will it? Will he see a shadow or not? Will he make the shot or not? It. I'm a pro at it, man. Just... And when I try and tell other people, they're like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Right? I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, you don't understand the shot I just made. Like, I come out of the yeah. washroom and I say that, and they're like, "Dude, what?" Right? I'm like, "Well, if you know, you know." Right? Um, but and, and I'm sure LG, you've you've probably experienced this. You could write a novel about the stuff that goes on in these uh, women's. I hear is a disaster in the washroom, whether it's at work or anywhere else. But the stuff that goes on in the men's, like I'll give a small example. Right above one of the urinals, one this is about six years ago. Oh someone God. put like a big piece of snot or something. Okay, for whatever reason, at, at, at a luxury car company, someone decided to go in there, and while they were doing their thing, they decided to pick their nose and stick it on the wall. I came in a couple of days later. And it had grown from not just one cut de nez. It had grown to like five and six and seven. And it went on until there was like a hundred. So for the longest time, I, I, I thought to myself, is it just one person putting every booger they have in their nose on the wall? Or is it multiple people who also like to misbehave in there? Because they say that when you go into a work washroom, you turn into a completely different person. Some people like... <laughs> The biggest menaces ever. It's true though, because that that's it's where you can unleash 
anonymously. That's what works about it. Okay. Is that, is this where you can, you know, Phil, I will say it maybe reveal something a little bit behind the scenes. I feel like one of our most common topics of conversations out when we're not talking on the podcast mm -hmm. is talking about the wildest bathrooms that there are. And I don't want this to show this episode to get too gross, but it's like, I think, I think you and I unofficially have like a power ranking of where the most insane, like the craziest place you could go to the bathroom because it's the most insane. And I'll tell you that out where I live, the bathroom on the ferry, because I'd take a, ver a ferry to get to oh. Vancouver. Okay. And people are going there. Like there's one that runs at 6 a.m. Okay. And, and there's a cafeteria on the ferry that oh. serves you like, you know, uh, like egg sandwiches and, and later on, and... like, like cheeseburgers and yeah, yeah, ice cream, oh. like soft, like a huge soft serve <laughs> thing where you do this, you know, and those things like it is wild in that because you're also on a boat and it's not like the boat isn't that wild, but when it's a windy day, the boat can list a little bit. Um, and the other thing too, is that the opening to the bathroom, there's no door. It's like, it's like two doors kind of like offset from each other where it's like, you come in one, you turn like this and then go like this and barely and either of those doors or those doorways is barely even big enough for like just one normal size dude. So you are like mm. squeezing by other people in traffic to try to get to these like insano bathrooms. Um, anyways, maybe we shouldn't talk too much about bathrooms. I do have one more bathroom thing to say though. And it is kind of work-related. Uh, years ago, when I worked in ad agencies, one of my clients, one of our clients, was a company called Sastel, okay? And Sastel is one of the last, um, uh, I guess, or one of the, no, many, many of these, many companies like this are, in, actually, there's a few companies like this in Canada. They are a provincially owned um, telco, okay? So they are Crown Corporation. There's, I think there's only them and the one in Quebec, right? So this one, Sastel, is owned by the province of Saskatchewan, which if you look on the Canadian map, you look at the provinces, is the one that's like just shaped like a trapeze. You know what I mean? Like it's literally just like a direct line upwards and kind of Nobody wide goes on the there. bottom, Nobody skinny goes. on the top. The only person that we know uh, that lives there um, is uh, King Dragon. King Dragon's out there, or at least, yeah, I think he's revealed that publicly. Anyways, King Dragon's out there. It's, 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 it's a barren wasteland, but they were one of our clients and we managed a lot of their like social media communications, like blogging, like cute little videos, like all that kind of stuff. That was the agency we had. We kind of cranked that stuff out. And they, um, at some point there in 2016, they rebranded and it was just called Sastel. Today is the day. And it was just, I don't know, very boring branding. Prior to that though, what they rebranded from were these really creepy, like Pixar style characters. Okay. Like just like basically they took like the cast of frozen and they just gave them normal clothes and they animated their mouths talking and just put them in Sastel commercials being like, yeah, oh, get your new cell phone plan. Only 59.99 and Sastel, you know, and Sastel is very successful because they can offer a much lower rate than, than the, than the major national telcos, right? The privately owned ones or the publicly traded ones like Rogers and bell and all that shit. So, we get a message one day and they're like, have you seen where, what Sastel did with their ads, with their uh -oh. display ads, specifically where they put them? Okay. And this was in the middle of a campaign that was about how amazing and huge and epic Sastel's cell phone plans were. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm going to show you. This is a picture that was posted on social media that we were sent for like damage control back in the days of like social media brand damage control. You ready? Somebody made this ad. Okay. For people watching it, for people just listening, it's a urinal. 
in the men's room and there's a giant display ad and there's this like character that looks like a young woman like again that's like a Pixar character and she's looking down at the urinal and there's yeah. just giant word there's a giant word that says epic and wow. she's just staring oh so anyways uh, that's that's my that's my story about weird bathrooms they love to do things like that uh, speaking of that did you see but what this, was like, this is like a, this is like a this is like a like a you know they're trying to do right like they they would never wanted to do anything too wild so the fact that somebody went out on a limb that's and did pretty that wild. Is, is pretty insane honestly did, did you see what elon musk posted today no the, what canada, the canada tweet okay all right you want to talk <laughs> about like shock value i want to know if you see it or if you don't because when somebody showed me today i did not see it at first he, he tweeted about canada okay and i'm like oh that's great they're like, can you believe this guy? I'm like, what's the big deal? They're like, I mean, he kind of grew you up here, it? so it's you know, it's, it's fine. But I'm like, can you believe? They're like, kept asking me if I can believe it. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, I re- and then well, the more he said it, I looked at it. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, really? Do we have to show this on the really? show? Do we have to show this? No, you don't have to show it. People can look it up themselves. All right, here in, it in is. case you got young. Uh, here it is. Here it is. Let's meet the guy. Here's Elon <laughs> Musk. Um. Uh, <laughs> and he and his tweet is I Heart Canada, and he's wearing an I Heart Canada shirt, mm-hmm. but he's wearing a blazer that is conveniently cutting off parts of the word so that it looks like he hearts something else. And he's also standing in a bathroom in front of a bathtub. This guy, man, I'm telling you, you know, for me, that's putting that, I'm putting that in the description so people can see that, that. is absolute boredom. Um, from these rich guys you know i thought to myself if i was that rich yeah i think i'd get bored at some point like if you've been everywhere in the world you're you're you're, you're building spaceships and this and this and that and you you buy twitter now and you're changing everything there will be times where you're going to be bored the way he's bored right now and posting stupid shit like that because obviously he loves the attention right mm-hmm. um i i hadn't seen that like people are not talking about that here it's not something people are talking about i i don't know why somebody showed me that today but they showed me. I did not see it right away. I didn't understand it. So how many, that's a common shirt. Well, like every, a lot a of people have that shirt. Unrelated question. How often, how often do people send you things like that? Like, did somebody show that to you, like in the lunchroom? And they're like, hey, Phil, check this out. <laughs> or is it like people just DM, like how many DMs do you get per day of people like, wow, can you believe this tweet? Like how often, how common is that for you? Not too many. I mean, the DMs I get are more to either complain about someone or about a project or mm-hmm. or or something like that mm-hmm. but at work i'm kind of the go-to person when it's something chaotic mm-hmm. and i was actually going to a colleague today on my way out to talk shit about the women's the chinese women's team because he's mm-hmm. a huge fan and they're playing like early tomorrow and he's getting up to watch it mm-hmm. and i kind of wished him the same fate that the canadian women suffered and told him that you know by tomorrow both our tournaments will be done and then he's like did you see the tweet by elon musk so for me i was like like is it about the chinese soccer team Mm -hmm. like i don't get it Mm -hmm. and he pulled it out and i'm like i'm still not getting it so he kind of he kind of messed me up early with that um but no it's casual like you know people are comfortable with me showing me stuff like that that's not something you show everybody i don't think you show your boss that depends on the relationship you have it's not something you show just maybe some people who can get offended by it Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm I'm on that relationship with a lot of people in my life where they can Mm -hmm. show me something like that Mm-hmm. And I'll appreciate mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's it's not more people in the space, it's more people in real life. That's all right. That's all right. I mean, we're kind of, I mean, the space is kind of real life too. But I will say that, like, I have a lot of like long distance friendships now with friends that I used to have 
where most like 99% of our friendship for like the last five years has been just sending each other memes on Instagram. Yeah. I think that that's like, and I even do that to you. I even like blast you with memes sometimes. And I feel like that's, that's like relatable for a lot of people. That's just kind of what it is, is that you just kind of send each other like stupid shit to see if the other person thinks it's funny, which is totally fine. That's just kind of what I end up doing. Uh, I, I just received a text replying to oh. something I wrote in a chat group. This is this is going to relate to what we just talked about, LG. Oh yeah, okay. I said yes. Boo those bums. I don't even know what <laughs> it's relating to, but it's in a guy's sports Wait, is chat. This, that is, are we live right now? Is this is this somehow live? No, it's not. It's not. But this is this is happening. Who's listening to this? No, no. This I want to know. I want to know. I do want to know from the audience for people that do write in comments every week. I do want to know. Do you guys boo pro athletes? Because this is, let's just come all the way back to this because then I, I do want to talk about um, whether we should boo with different ways NFT projects. I uh, know you can see where I'm going to go with this. But for pro athletes, like I think I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds because one, yes, it hurts when somebody boos you no matter what, especially when you are trying to do something. But at the same time, I also, because a lot of people are like, booing is so bad. How could you boo your team? Even That's if they make millions of dollars, it's not right to like verbally abuse athletes. And I don't, I'm not, I don't condone like verbally abusing them. Like, I don't think, I don't think people should go sit in the front row of games and be like, hey, I got to kill your family. You know what I mean? Like, that's no, like, not I, stuff I, I, like that. No, no. Like, not stuff like that. And some of the stuff from the NBA a couple years ago, it's like, no, 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 no. None of this racist, like sexist, weird shit. Like, no. get, it, get that out of here. But I mean, in terms of booing, it, to me is like the way you're describing it is a way of just like as a paying fan like you are the exact target demographic that to me is okay because that's how you express how you're feeling and your level of happiness because tweeting at them doesn't really work because no, athletes get millions of tweets every single day you're not going to write a letter to the team you know what i mean write a letter to the newspaper there's none of that the media kind of tries and to speak for the fans but it doesn't always really work so I feel like when you're at the game, it's like cheering and booing as the crowd. Like that's that's your that is your freaking, you know, you know, when you go to market research focus group and you press the green button or the red button when you're watching ads. That's what you have as a sports fan is you go to a game and you're like, hey, I paid like 200 bucks to be here and you suck and you get paid professionally. Like I have a job that, uh, you know, most very few people make as much as pro athletes. And like their job is literally to make you happy. Like, yes, their job is to win the championship, but their job first and foremost is to entertain. And if you suck at it, I think it's normal to get booed. People have been booing for thousands of years, all the way back to the Roman Coliseums, man. People were booing then. So I think I think booing is totally fine. And uh, the people that don't, you know, people that are giving you disapproving looks at the at the Toronto FC game, it's like people they're, were they're totally hiding the, their kids. Like I was making death threats. They're, they're totally like, the kind of people that cheer for when their kid, like, you know, misses a misses the ball trying to kick it (laughs) and that's exactly why i led the show off today with that comment because i could tell some people were offended by it and i could tell the more i've told the story to people some people are like yeah it's a little dicey but we agree everyone's like it's dicey but we agree do not cheer for bad plays because that person will think they did something good or better yet they won't realize they did something wrong and, and also like, yeah. And also like watching your kids play soccer or whatever, that's very different than pros playing soccer. You know what I mean? And, and, talk to the pros and, and, and people's often people's like common retort will be like, how would you like it if someone came to your work and booed you? But like the, you know, and the answer to that is like, well, if I had to do work in front of 20,000 people three times a week, uh, then yeah, I would probably expect it sometimes when, if somebody was watching me work all the time, but they don't, that's not the kind of job I have, but that's the kind of job that they have. It's entertainment. That's what it is. 
right? So I don't know. I th- I think it's I think that that's okay. I've booed many times at games, and it's not because I want I <laughs> I want the athlete to feel bad, but not in a way where they go home and cry, but in a way that they they work a little harder the next day. And it's train not a just harder. for the athlete though. It, it's yeah. for the management and the ownership and everybody, yeah. right? It's it's not yeah. necessarily only towards the athletes. They're the ones playing the game. Yeah. But it's a good example. I was leaving the game yesterday. And I had to cross through where the players come out, right? Yeah. Am I going to sit there and go crazy on them as they're coming out? Absolutely not. That's that's not what I'm there for. No, right? you don't need to. You don't need to. I don't the need booing to do is what does that. The, I the wish everyone would have just joined me in booing. That way yeah. they can feel a bit of heat, a little bit of pressure, um, and, and and maybe something will change. You're right. Even if it's the way they, they change their tactics and training or something, I don't care what it is, or their work yeah. ethic, or the way they go about their games, they have to understand we are the paying customers. And you keep sending us emails to renew, you know, season tickets and corporate this and corporate that. Mm-hmm. And then you haven't won a game since the middle of May as one of the highest paid teams in the league oh, that is owned exactly. by the same company that owns the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Toronto Raptors. Like, it's just unacceptable, right? Mm-hmm. And it would be the same if it was, I'm, you have no idea how bad I'm dying to go to a Blue Jays game. I'm dying. I want to sit right at the bottom and I want to go crazy to the point where I get launched right out of the stadium. Okay. <laughs> I need to boo these guys because nothing drives me crazy on that team and the way they play and the way they don't play. I understand baseball is a long season, so obviously you have more exposure to bad games, right? Obviously, if you don't play just once or twice a week and you play seven t- times a week, there's going to be two of those seven games where you mm-hmm. sucked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to kind of learn to curb my emotions there. But it's it's just that for me, LG, the culture in Toronto is one that we kind of accept where our teams are at when they yeah. haven't done shit and they're always amongst the most, you know, the highest salary teams in the league in a city like Toronto on a beautiful mm-hmm. summer night, I'm mm-hmm. going to watch a game for, of a team that didn't hasn't won in two months and gets one shot on net. And that shot on net came That's on great. the last play yeah. of the game. It's kind of unacceptable. And, and, yeah. but people don't get it. You, you still have yeah. the, you know, the fair weathers look at you like, man, I'm telling you, people are looking, they were looking like they weren't going to fight me. I'm like, dude, relax. <laughs> How about you boo with me? Well, burn your Jersey. Thing, dude, you know, to wrap this up, like the other thing I'll say too, is that, if you don't perform at your job, people won't boo you. People will ignore you. Um, people will avoid you, and you'll get fired for bad performance. Pro athletes don't really get fired. You know, you can get waived or whatever, but you're still making your money. You know what I mean? Like you're not like that. Sure, there's different terms for like some of that. You don't make some of the cash and stuff, and your your long term commitment isn't there. But it's like you don't really get fired from a team. You know what I mean? For bad performance, like a quarterback. You know, like Russell Wilson didn't get fired last year. You know what I mean? He didn't like get fired halfway through the season and not make the rest of his salary for that year, even though he was terrible. Right? Like, there's I don't know. There's just like things like that where it's like it's it's a it's a different dynamic. And yeah, I think that's part of the relationship with the fans. And and I think athletes should want to hear the boos mm-hmm. when when so that the fans can confirm what they know, which is that they're playing like crap. So that's that's how I feel. Phil, should we um? Should we be booing NFT projects? Absolutely. Oh my God. If that either like on Twitter or somewhere else, we could boo them out loud. I would do it. Like that would, but okay. I know what you're going to bring up next. Um, yeah. Because our show last week, we had some very special guests. And while we're on that topic, Gordy Howe's grandson, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, Gordy Howe's grandson, the great Gordy Howe, the Hall of Fame Gordy Howe's grandson, was on the show to talk NHL breakaway. Um, and I only saw this this week, but they are building a Gordie Howe bridge in Detroit that connects Canada and the USA. Mm. 
I did not know. Oh, that. it's going to be called it's, the Gordy Howe, like they're it's called the bridge Gordy Howe Bridge. Yeah, it's being built That's right now. Cool. Yeah. It is kind of cool, right? Um, wow. But yeah, we we had them on last week, and and we kind of spoke before the drop happened, mm-hmm. and we didn't have to say much to each other. I think I think our few words kind of said it all. Is <laughs> I mean, it was pretty much. Do we expect anything else? But a, a complete shit show to happen mm-hmm. when that thing goes live because. Mm-hmm. LG, we've been in the trenches of sports NFT drops. No first sports NFT drop has ever gone right. Okay. And I know some people wrote in the comments like this project or this, that project or whatever. Nope. And, and I'm sure some other projects have gone well, but I'm talking the league's first official digital collectible drop. Has it ever gone well the first time? Absolutely not. Not, I, mean, I don't know about Top Shot because it's over three years ago now. NFL, probably not. Baseball candy, absolutely not. I don't oh, think UFC not. went well, and nope. still those drops don't do well. Like people, people were going berserk. Like okay, so just to recap for everybody who didn't pay attention to NHL last week, because not every, not everybody actually reads the newsletter or or showed up for packs. Uh, the drop didn't work. Okay, we showed up. It was 10 a.m. my time. There was no queue, which is everybody's figured out a queue system now. But NH, the NHL guys decided to go with no queue, um, and. It was like literally like you refresh and the buy button shows up and then you just click and click and click and click to try and get through using MoonPay, which is notoriously terrible. And everybody knows that, even though there was like a new MoonPay system, which did kind of work, but whatever. And the pack limit was five per person. So not only did you have to refresh and hit buy now, but you had to like refresh click, click, click the plus button and then hit buy now. A lot of people were hit immediately with like, a, you know, your order wasn't placed. This is sold out kind of screen. Mine actually went through, Phil. I don't know if I told you this. Mine actually went through. I, I know, okay, I know the refresh game, okay? I know the refresh game. I know the Q game and I know the refresh game. I know the refresh game. You refresh like 30 seconds before the top of the hour because I know that the mm-hmm. devs, yes, they yes. push that. They don't like say it's going live at 10 a.m., they don't wait until like, okay, 59 seconds and then press go live. They start, they hit go live because you update the whole site about like 60 seconds before. So I know Ooh, starting 60 seconds. Big time the alpha time, right there. Well, it's not alpha. This is just, just logic. So I know oh, at that point wow. you start refreshing the page. So maybe like 20, 30 seconds before it went before the official time, I saw it go live. I put up to five packs. I, I went with the commons and it hit by now. I got through all the hoops. I put in my credit card information, but then it got stuck at like purchase processing or whatever. Nobody got any packs. Not a single transaction was able to go through because NHL Breakaway had a problem with their payment provider, MoonPay. Bring them up again. MoonPay had an issue here. MoonPay. And uh, and it was a botched drop. And they figured out they figured it out. They canceled all the tra- pending transactions like mine. And they're going to try again tomorrow. And now they've reduced the pack limit to two, Phil. I don't know if you saw that. So you can only buy two packs. Two weeks ago, it was 10. Then it was five. Now it's two. And there's only like 300 packs. Or there's 300 packs in one drop and 450 in the other. So it's it's pretty widespread. But that's what happened. And that's par for the course, I think, for most projects that that their drop kind of messes up. I think based on today's topics so far, LG, I think we need to boo someone every week that we feel deserves a boo. Well, and now if I was weird. giving I can't the boo those guys, out. they just came on the show, and I don't think either of them actually did anything wrong. I, can we boo yeah. Moonpay? We can. We, we can boo Moonpay, but I will say this: I mean, it, it has long been known that if you want things to somewhat be successful, you have to do somewhat of a mini test run. Okay, mm-hmm. 
some sort of pack drop. Mm -hmm. You could have just found five random people and been like, all right, one of you guys get in the pack. Just come at this time, log in. There's one pack, first one on gets it. And you would have found out right away that there is a problem. You would have delayed the drop, gone back to MoonPay and said, hey, that shit didn't work with five people. What happens when 500 people show up? Probably the same thing. Figure your shit out. Um, How many people do you think showed up? How many people do you think showed up for this? I'd say a couple hundred. That's my guess. That's it? You think there's only a couple hundred? It's hard to tell because we don't know. Like, where do you see the audience? How many people does the Discord have? Are they all buying or are they just in there because it's NHL and they think it's cool? Right. I think I think I think it's a mix because those guys came on and they're you know, we asked them last week, we're like, who's this for? Right. And they're like, we want real NHL fans. That's our long term plan. That's why it's only a few packs because we're gonna take our time getting them in. And I appreciate that. At the same time, you have you still have even right now at the probably the the few there are the fewest NFT participants now than there have been probably since since the end of 2020. You know what I mean? Since the early days of NFTs. And so in this current era. And but despite that, there's still like a couple thousand people, if if at the least, who are interested in NFTs. And out of those, a lot of them still started with NBA Top Shot. And every single, even though every single one of these drops, like Candy and Top Shot and All Day UFC, even even though all of those have always had issues, there is one thing that has been a constant through that. On top of the issues, is that those first packs have always been worth more than their mid price. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that's going to happen for NHL. I, I mean, in a way I oh. hope it does because oh. I hope they have demand, but I'm not pumping it in a way to go and buy a bunch and, and hold them until they have a pack marketplace or any of that kind of shit. I'm just saying typically the stuff that's released first is, is worth more than everything else because it's the Genesis. Even uh, when we did hero, those, those DC cards, I bought the, their first pack, Batman, Batman packs. They were 50 bucks each. People weren't that interested in them. Three weeks later, they were $800 each. Are they okay, still candy? Yeah. Did uh, they're still like three or four hundred, you know. And same with oh, are they still the, are they still exist? Like that's still a DC, thing? the hero cards? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're still around. Yeah, they still release stuff, but those first packs are still worth tons. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty well known that a new IP like that, like an IP with history, which the NHL has, that those first packs are going to be worth a lot. So I think a lot of people came out of the woodwork for this. A lot of people were like, okay, I'm going to buy them. They're very inexpensive. Nine bucks for the base pack, fifty nine dollars for the opening ice pack. So that's 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 very little compared to the broader scheme of NFTs. So I would say like, I would say 2000 people showed, showed up to buy some. Wow. I would say it's that much. Although, wow. although it was only people who'd been accepted into the beta. So maybe it's less, but I think a lot of interest. Cause I saw people in the discord saying, Hey, like, Oh, I'm not registered for the beta. Am I still going to be able to buy one? You know? So <laughs> that's good. That's, I mean, that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about NBA top shot? I messaged you because you know how much I love chaos. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what pack drop it was. What the hell were those packs that went on sale this past week? I can't follow anymore. Okay. I have no so idea. Like, I, I, I mean, good for them. They release packs like all the time. They release packs in the app. They release packs for trade tickets. I think last week. Yeah, that was the one. Was, that was the one for trade tickets. Yes. Last week. But last week it was packs. They had the Steph Curry anthology moment. That's what it was. It was like a rare a Steph Curry moment. That's more important than all the other ones that's come before. Basically, that's what they, that, that was. the That was the sales pitch. Yeah, that was a sales pitch. That was a Charlie that was a and the Chocolate Factory moment. Like, here's a golden ticket. There's three yeah, of them out yeah, there. Oh, you have a bunch of Steph Curry. It's tough luck. This is a new, better one. Yeah, uh, and it's him <laughs> just—it's him dribbling the ball between Chris Paul's legs. Congrats, everybody! So, the pack drop did not go well. People were in the queue, and I noticed right away that first of all, the queue number on my phone and the queue number on my mm-hmm. laptop were not the same. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. 
All right, I know something's up. And then on my laptop, it pushed me back like 2,000 spots out of nowhere. And that's when I knew there'd be issues. So I said, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I am a professional shit disturber when it comes to stuff like this. I know where to pour my gasoline. I know where the fire is kind of starting. I know where to ignite the fire. Oh, you love this shit. So I made a beeline for the NBA Top Shot Discord, which I haven't been in in freaking months, man. Okay? Mm-hmm. I haven't been in there. I knew exactly what I was going to find in that Discord. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I first of all, I knew for sure there'd be a timeout feature where you can't post every as much as you want okay, or whatever the hell they call it. But even with that timeout, you could not keep up with the chat. People were losing it. Okay. And I'm like, wait, are people still buying Top Shot to the point where they get this mad? And the answer is actually yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. People are still around for these pack drops. So, of course, I went in there and I saw a couple of mods. One of the mods I know really well, and I didn't say hi or anything, but I started writing things like, so, hey, there's a delay of 25 seconds between uh, you know posts you can make. So I have to make each one pretty good, but not that good because I can double back on it, you know, 25 mm-hmm. seconds later. So I would write things like, my God, okay, dot, dot, dot. Then I would post a picture of a train going off a cliff. Then I would post, holy crap, this is awful. And people, I, I think, I, I get the feeling that kind of ignited people even more, right? They're like, oh, the real field is here and he's pissed. And I just kept on and on. I would write Jesus, dot, dot, dot. And just nonstop things like that. And, and, and it just had people crazy. To the point where Mustafa, the mod, okay, mm-hmm. in that Discord, to stop the pitchforking and the chaos in the NBA Top Shot Discord, and that mm-hmm. drop didn't happen, mm-hmm. had to be like, all right, guess what? We're doing a huge giveaway right now. It's going to be for the next five minutes. Everyone click on this button. It's their magic. And- it's their magic button. Honestly, just for anything, anything dapper. That's such a classic Dumbo move. He's in the background <laughs> pulling the strings. Luke Dumbo. He's just, he's always like, let's just do a puck giveaway. That'll always help Immediately. them. Immediately. Puck giveaway. Yeah. You know, yeah. they always like, oh, people are mad. Pack giveaway. Let's do pack giveaway. Everybody, you want more? More furious. What do we do? Let me open the little dapper give book. Give packs. Lady. Everyone's mad give they can't get packs. Away. What are you going to give them? Wait. Packs. Here's the link. Yeah. So the people who are entering the contest were also like, all right, enter contest. And then, oh, what the fuck's going on in here? So, uh, <laughs> Give the insane angry customers. I had fun. Uh, I got warned know, for yeah. language many times. I sent you the warnings. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't even saying anything. That. I didn't even say anything. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how that. I wrote this is BS or something. You know, like I well, love I mean, Top Shot's I a good angry. example. They're, they're a good example that it's like even, even you know, people were mad about the NHL thing, right? People in the Discord were raging and people were saying like, I'll never My buy DMs. this. I'm blah, gone blah, forever. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gone. Yeah, the people, somebody yeah. sent you a DM saying, I'm gone forever. And it's like, dude, it's their first try. They've yeah. never done anything like this. And literally the day before, Top Shot messed up uh, their like 900th pack drop, <laughs> like in the exact same way. Like you can't, you can't be that mad about NHL. But I You're will say, gone. I think, I, th- I think we, we could do a whole study about why people get so enraged at these specific moments when they're like expecting a pack. They want to get a pack. Other people are maybe getting packs. You don't know. Do you remember back in the good old days, Top Shot? When during a pack drop, somebody would post a screenshot on Reddit like a hacker and they'd yeah. be like, I'm in eight different queues. Who wants to buy packs from me? And people will go absolutely nuts. Like put the screenshot on on Twitter and start tagging Jacob. And be like, Jacob, there's a scammer. Get up. <laughs> you know, like people were going totally nuts. 
And that's why I, I started saying that in the NHL Discord. I was like, oh man, where's the guy with the where's the Reddit post with like all the all the different tabs open? That's what that's the only thing we need right now is just like an extra well, extra little fuel for the fire. It's funny you say that because someone did post a picture of their account when the drop went bad, and they had fifty nine of these packs in their account. <laughs> so they got you in for top shot. Top yes, shot, right? some yeah, people okay. got in. Yeah. When it comes to the NHL one, I was getting yeah. DMs of people who were like, "I'm." They had one chance with me. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And I only have one thing to say to these people because I know you kind of people real well. And I know one of you is listening right now. The only thing I have to say to you about that is I promise you, see you tomorrow at one. Point. Oh, for okay? sure. 100%. Yeah. You're not gone anywhere. Okay. Oh, but I do get it. I'll so people, dramatic. Look, yeah. it's not easy for me to be uh, present for every pack drop. Like mm-hmm. it's easy for me to forget. I have a busy work mm-hmm. life. And then you could argue that they should be doing them in the evening. But then a lot mm-hmm. of people have kids. It's summer. It's, it's a lot of kids' sports. Mm-hmm. There's no right time for them to be doing this. So I understand when people get mad because some people actually go out of their way to set, you know, a good 15 minutes of time mm-hmm. to prepare mm-hmm. for it, to make sure they're in the queue, to make sure they're ready to buy when it's their turn to buy. Absolutely. And they feel like, I'll tell you, that pack, that Top Shot pack drop had more people line up than there would be available packs, assuming everyone max packed mm-hmm. uh, every transaction. So... If you have a good spot in line, that's something else that will anger you is that when you come back tomorrow, you may not have a good spot in line, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of factors, man. I, I don't hate on people who are pissed. I, for one, don't care in the end if I don't get a pack for the most part. NHL, I was fuming, but because it's a first. Like you said, you want the first pack drop. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're some of the only people who've been following this NHL thing since the beginning. We're both mm-hmm. big NHL and Leafs fans. Like I feel mm-hmm. like we need to be part of this first drop and get packed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I could see why people get mad. I really do. Oh, yeah. it, it, it is yeah. an angering thing. But me, I like. There's something it. about it that makes you kind of nuts. And I think that that like in the early Top Shot days that added to the lore. It added to, to the hype was how crazy mad it would make you to not be able to get a pack when they said you were going to get a pack. You know what I mean? And the queue kind of fixed that. But the queue still fucked up. People still get booted out of the queue. Uh, people still, you know, whatever. Like you, I prefer the- no queue. I don't want a queue for this NHL thing. Yeah. Are they going with a queue tomorrow? No, right? No, they don't have a queue set up. A queue, okay. a queue is not something you can just pull out of your hat. You know what I mean? Like that's a whole, you have to work with like a whole separate company to have a queue. You can't just randomly have a queue. Uh, that's Which a really like complicated terrible. buying mechanism, I think for like online stuff. Like if you're buying concert tickets as a queue or any of that kind of stuff, like it's a, it's a pretty, it's not, it's not that simple of a system to have. The Ticketmaster one is actually really good. Like I, I'm not going to lie. The yeah. Ticketmaster one, I didn't even know that existed because yeah, I don't buy Ticketmaster is a billion dollar company that can invest in that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it makes but sense. But they, they've them. got it right with their queue because it, it actually updates you. It tells you, hey, we'll tell you when you're ready to go. And it goes pretty fast. So I, I was impressed. Okay. With that. Phil, best case scenario, worst case scenario tomorrow for the NHL drop. Well, obviously, worst case, the exact same thing happens, which is my <laughs> prediction, by the way. No, 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 no. Um, There's worse than that. There's way worse than that. that okay, some worse people, than that. Some people be... get packs and some yes. people don't. Like some one people get able packs. to buy 200 packs. And, and God forbid any sort of influencer gets like one of the big moments in there. Okay. God Dude, forbid. I was scared. I was scared when it took me to the purchase page and in Discord, people are like, I can't even click buy. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I, then I won't be able to tell people I have packs. <laughs> Now, can you see uh, what people okay. got? Like, how how does this how does this blockchain work? What is it on again? I don't know. I like, haven't. So it's can it's you see Polygon. what people are doing? You'll be able to see it for sure. I don't okay. know if it's like a, a, a as public a front end or back end as it should be or front end or whatever. Uh, I know that Diamond Diamond's in those streets and he's the one yeah. who who's we're able. We're gonna to have see someone who can hook us up with that. 
yeah. So Diamond, if you're listening, maybe you listen, uh, let us know. But you should be able to see them publicly somewhere. I'm just not sure. I don't really know Polygon well enough. Um, and they're not going to be tradable. They're going to be kind of like locked in. You won't be able to trade them, I don't think, on like OpenSea or anything like that. Like they're going to have their own marketplace like a lot of the other sports projects. So Diamond, um, if you get, if you, if you, but for some reason, I know you're going to get this, but if you by any chance get a link ahead of time tomorrow, please send it to us. And I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking, secret I'm talking packs. Secret run it back packs. Yes. I $49 accidentally packs, sent to yeah. certain people. I'm talking that kind of link. Okay. Not yeah. kind of hookup. Yeah. Clay Gaines. Yeah. Clay Gaines. That's a guy. Okay, so that's- I feel like Clay Gaines is a kind of guy that I, I don't, have we talked to him on the show before? He's been, I Has feel he like he's been on? on a live show. We've talked to him somewhere. Show, hasn't he? Yeah. He he's been on a live show. I think he was in Paris too or something. No, I don't know. Anyways. Um, he lives in Brooklyn or something, man. No, he but he was in Paris for the Paris. NBA. I feel like he came on from there, but maybe not. Maybe oh, I'm just maybe, yeah. He was the guy yeah. that was right beside me in NFT NYC at the Sean mm. Kingston performance. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's I where there. I met him. And yeah. we were together the entire night for that performance. Pretty cool time. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. So worst case scenario. Worst case. Yeah. Pack drop goes completely wrong again yeah all some sorts people of people get, get packs yeah. others don't yeah. and the same people yeah. who said they were gone are gone again yeah and best case scenario obviously is that it goes flawlessly and i think the the fact that there are two packs per per trend is it per transaction or per user i think it's i think mm, like yeah, can you question. get back i feel like it's more? per transaction i don't feel Probably. like you'll be able to get no if it's per transaction then somebody's definitely going to open like eight different tabs and get as many as they want two packs per transaction okay so okay so you okay so here's the trick phil we've done this many times yes, you know, know what you do happening. you open yes, 12 tabs yes. and you try and, and buy it's gonna work again it's gonna you work. open like six different transactions yes. yeah that's okay it's now, gonna work that. that's we already know that's yeah, gonna that's work that's how you do it. yeah and you do it mainly just to piss people off you do it just to let them know that's i hope max and even right if it's now. not working you keep smashing the button like we did for moto gp two years ago where it doesn't matter if it doesn't feel like it's working you keep smashing the buy button until and you just just let it go Okay, we know that's going to work. So you just gave it away how to actually get more than two packs. Now, what about creating fake accounts? Are people going to be creating accounts for, <laughs> you know, for uh, mom, dad, and you whoever? have to? So what's interesting? Like, can you trade these things? So the, okay, no, no. So you can't trade them. They've said there's a marketplace by the end of the year, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming will also include a pack marketplace. Um, and again, not financial advice. I've always felt like the first packs from any of these sports projects. Are the best ones and the ones that have the most resale value. That's always been in a better market than we have now. So in a bear market, I have no idea. Between now and the marketplace, they might they may release many more packs. That's the other thing, Phil, is that even these packs, there's only like if you look at the quantity of players, right? Like their commons are fifteen hundred each, right? Fifteen hundred mint each. Spread throughout these packs for some of the players, there's like ten of those fifteen hundred or like forty of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you might pull like a Connor McDavid. And it's one of the only ones that exists right now, but For probably now. by the time they have a marketplace, they'll probably be, have a lot of those in market. Yeah. Um, you're, you're not only yeah. having one Connor. For, for for a whole year there's zero chance of that they should no you, you can't happen. it should be honestly honestly if i had my way you know and there's no one like, players union you. rules or anything that kind of shit it would be like for every for every new highlight you make i'd make an extra Connor mcdavid one like that's that's the level at which there's yep. more attention on him and he's more exciting than the rest of the league is that i would mainly just make Connor mcdavid highlights and then occasionally make highlights of other players and that's that's probably it that's that's what i would do so anyways um okay so so uh breakaway 
Hopefully it goes well. We'll cover it. What I do like, Phil, is that they still have a lot of time before the season starts, right? NHL season doesn't start till mid-October. So even if they mess this up tomorrow, they literally still have like six or seven weeks until the NHL starts. So it's still it's still quite a ways away, eight weeks maybe, who knows how long. So um, they're, they're good. And I wish them the best tomorrow. I hope it goes well. Me too. We know it won't, but I hope it goes well. We know it won't. We know it won't. We know it won't. Zero chance. And that's not that's nothing personal with them. No. Okay. As long as you sell it, it's all good. Yeah. As long as you sell it. What is your okay? What uh, we asked, we talked best case, worst case scenario. What is your ex- very precise prediction? Be very specific with what you think will happen. They're going to sell out in the first 10 minutes. That's my prediction. They'll be gone like right away. Yeah. Um, and, and exactly what we just talked about. You'll be able to open multiple windows and buy multiple packs, uh, two mm-hmm. transactions at a time. We know for sure they didn't fail proof that. And if you did, then kudos to you guys. And if you're listening before the drop goes live, it's probably too late already to think of something like that. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll be opening multiple windows. I'll be going for the cheaper packs for sure. Mm-hmm. I think they will sell out. And I think there will be issues with the opening of the packs afterwards mm. because mm. when they were on the show they were oh it's a good point you know, yeah they were boasting it as like the greatest you know pack opening of all time experience right and actually top shot anyone who was part of that last drop top shot has actually upped the ante on that oh they do and have nice yeah it is have nice probably yeah. put together the nicest pack drop uh or the pack opening uh, in in their in their history, but maybe in all of the sports NFTs, it is yeah. easily the best one because I this kind of goes back to my point last week where when you open a pack, you want something mm-hmm. special to come out at you and be like, you just won an instant mm-hmm. prize of a thousand dollars. Well, it doesn't do that, but mm-hmm. depending on what you open, it jumps out on your screen and says like low serial number alert, and you're like, oh mm-hmm. shit, is it a number one? Like, what did I get? I got a low serial. Show me, show me, mm-hmm. show me right? Which is really good. Or rookie alert, a huge rookie alert thing comes up. Oh yeah. I got a rookie. Who is it? You know, it kind of hypes you up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was kind of, dude, that got me excited because I'm like, you know what? Two things. One top shot is still going strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're, they're not stopping, right? Regardless of what people say, Oh, you know, what if the NBA is not licensed with them anymore in whatever years, blah, blah, blah. They're still going. And two, there's someone that actually still works there. Like, because I'm not going to lie after the recent cuts, I'm like, okay, is it just discord mods now? And like, nobody else works at top shot. Like what's going on. Mm -hmm. Right. But for them to come up with this, this new pack opening feature, Mm -hmm. which I hope everyone who's listening has had a chance to experience Mm -hmm. it. It brought my level of excitement to a whole new level. And I have to give Mm -hmm. credit where credit's due. We talk so much shit about top shot. Everybody does, but that pack opening was incredible. I yeah. love that it's I w- I'd love to see kind of a list. Actually, I don't want to see. I like surprises. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to know if like if you get a jersey cereal, does it scream it out to you? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, does it say jersey cereal? Because I'm sure a lot of people maybe don't even look for that anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought it was super, super dope that it said, hey, low cereal alert. And then you're like, oh, my God, what's under here? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it made it much better than just that. That, rah, that usually mm-hmm. goes in the mm-hmm. moment reveal. So, yeah, um, I love. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a lot more prescriptive. Like it just told you what was I going like on and had a lot more animation. So, and again, you know, little cosmetic things like that don't move the needle that much, but it is nice to see at least no, for people still buying packs. That was the first pack last week. I bought those packs of trade tickets. Those are the first packs I bought in months, man. And I did one of the extra spice yeah. challenges and the last, and I looked and the last challenge I had done before that was that I'd completed before that 
was game five predicted challenge oh, yeah. for I don't even know where you split a th- the prize was splitting a thousand in top shot credit. <laughs> I don't e- I don't even know which game that's from. I don't even know what game five that was. <laughs> May twenty fifth, the deadline. So that was one of the like Eastern Conference. Oh, it was, oh it was, yeah, it was Miami and Boston. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because there's there was no game five Western Conference. No. That's right. God. That's right. My God. Uh, Top Shot. Actually, speaking of Top Shot, while we were, while we were chatting, they released their monthly mailbag, uh, which is where they try, which is which is basically what Office Hours has become. If you remember Office Hours, which was another part of the absolute chaos of 2021, early 2020. With note takers. Remember um, the note takers for Office Hours? We were the note takers. We would do that. We you know what I mean? We, we, I would live tweet some of that shit, man. That was hilarious. Um but uh, that's pretty much become what that is. We never hear from Jacob anymore. Don't even don't even know what's up with them. But um, this is what they've done. I just kind of skimmed through it. Uh, it's it's pretty generic. Things like when will series four end, and they don't know. Sometime soon. A net neutral supply. Blah blah blah. Uh, I don't even know what's going on. But they did say Phil that very soon they will be minting the final 24 base set moments and parallels of series four series four, which covers this past NBA season, which has been done for a month and a half. Now there are new moments from that season coming out. Most of them from stars like Anthony Edwards and Kevin Durant and uh, you know, Clay Thompson, but also Phil, there are three new rookies coming out in this in in these final moments. One of them, I, I've literally never heard of this guy, Simone Fontecchio. <laughs> Do you know who that is? No, you know who that no is? idea. No, you no. don't know. He's on the Jazz. He played in fifty-two games this year, and he 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 had a he had a season high. Uh, he's twenty-seven years old. He had a season high twenty-six points. On March 24th against Milwaukee. So that's pretty good. And there's also Dale Interior, Dylan Terry on Chicago, who played 38 games this year. He averaged 2.2 points, one rebound, 0.6 assist, and his season high was 13 points mm-hmm. on February 16th, also against Milwaukee. Milwaukee loves giving up points, big points to uh, obscure rookies. So, anyways. It's a great way to spend the summer is just minting. Well, I mean, you have to release rookie moments. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I know, but what's the what's the cutoff, man? What's the cutoff? Why that why why wasn't that done? That game was in March, you said, right? One of those games. Yeah, I know you have to release rookie moments, and I know like they want we want them to stay consistent with mid counts. But holy shit, neither of these guys needs 4,000 moments. You know what I mean? Like there shouldn't be 4,000 of either of these dudes' plays, whatever they're gonna be. That's, I don't know. It's, it's a little, that's, I, I like, you can't, it's, listen, man, we're already thinking about next season. People are starting to make their bets for next season. You're still yeah. releasing rookie plays from mid February. I think that that's, it's just, it's just, they're sticking to that distribution plan. And I think it's a little too much. Another fantastic feature they just released. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been begging for this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Is the yeah. actual mint count no longer says the original mint count? It's mm. actually how many are left that I have not been burned. That's right. I've been asking yeah. for this because in, in the past they've had like, okay, this is a 10,000 moment. And then at the bottom would say like 900 have been burned. Yeah. So then we all know that the true count is 9,100, you know, whatever. Right. But now it actually says it at the top as its main number. It doesn't say on the cover of the moment, how many it was originally minted at. 
which I love, right? And, and it brings a good point, though. People who buy the cereal, the perfect cereal, all got screwed by this. Oh, yeah. Because the perfect well, cereal. Oh, you mean the right? final cereal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so the perfect cereal number, which was, you know, like number 10,000, 1222 yeah. out of 1222. Yeah. If somebody burns one, oh, yeah. it's no longer the, the perfect cereal. Well, if it was, if it was a perfect cereal, like there were 10,000 in that moment and you got number and you have number 10,000, even if the supply count goes down, at right. least it's That's a nice, right. big, sexy round number. But if you had the perfect cereal on a totally random number, yeah. You know, if it was minted to like a lot of them in series one were like minted to 3,257 and any of them get burned, then you no longer maybe you still technically have the perfect cereal, but it's just not really as aesthetically pleasing. I as saw that. I saw that happen this week. Someone celebrating yeah. a perfect cereal. And I'm like, wait a minute. If no. one more person burns one of these. Yeah. And they will no yeah, longer the perfect not for very long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is an interesting feature for sure. I find that now. Like, I do agree that that's really nice to have those numbers come down. Um, I think they should round up because mm -hmm. I find it really confusing to look at the site now. And it says that you have number 9,833 out of 9,342. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I, I didn't find see that. that. Yeah, that's weird. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then it's like, because it, it's good that the second number is like the lower mint count that's reflective of reality. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, you're looking at it and you're like, I don't even know. Like, I think it's hard for a newcomer. Even for me, I'm like, I don't really know what this is. If they round it up to it's like, hey, there's 9,300 of these or like 9.3K or something like that. I think that that would be I like a so. welcomed kind of tweak. Um, but I think, I think just looking through the marketplace, it's then it's even, you know, and it's already super confusing because the mint counts have varied enormous, enormously. So I think it's, I think it's, it's still kind of confusing to have it that way, mm. but I'm not serial chasing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really care. I'm also the mindset that it's like, it's nice to see that for those huge mistake, 30, 40 K 60 K mint moments, which is insane to think about now. Uh, and it was insane then, but it's still insane now. Um, you know, reduced showing that those have been reduced to twenty seven thousand. There's still twenty seven thousand of them. So I think I think it'll take a while. I think over time that feature will show you know its value, but I think initially, um, it's okay. You know, I agree. That's my thought. That's my thought on that. Oh. Uh, Phil, did you see? Uh, I mean, this is sad news today. I don't know if there's any other like top shot stuff you want to chat about. Uh, part of our childhood passed away. Yes, Kiwi. Paul well, Rubens. Okay, yeah. So I saw this, and a bunch okay. of people were sending it all over the place. Okay, but correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm probably wrong on this. Had Pee Wee Herman, like the guy, not become like some super pedophile or something like that? Like, what's uh, his story? So I actually what? read up about it today because I was curious about that. So the first, so the first thing there's something him, in the early '90s. They nabbed him at an adult theater. Okay, oh, which yes. is not yeah 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 like okay. that's not really. I mean, it used to be like illegal, and there's no adult That's theaters right. where you can just go yes, and yes, sit yes. there anymore. They don't exist anymore. New adult things, it's, yes. It's yeah. pretty weird, but there's nothing like that's not hurting anybody. So he but got did he expose like, himself to people? Is that what he did? Or I don't know because indecent okay. exposure could just mean that you're sitting there half naked. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I, I, anyways, that's that's I think it's a little bit more subjective. Okay. In the early and then and then and then he was like blackballed from Hollywood for like ten years because mm -hmm. of that. And then that's it weird, wasn't until why? he did. He had a year where he did Mystery Men and the movie Blow with uh, Johnny Depp. That was about like drug smuggling. Um, he was that, that he then he was in that he's in that he's like one of the drug connection guys um, who then that that kind of like revived his career. And in like 2012 or something like that, 
they it's something it's very gray like they raided his house oh that's what and I'm found some stuff on his computer mm. and it's very like you, there's not it's not exact what was on there it was a lot of like porn right and right. some like there's some suggestions that it was like yeah underage but then he had said that it's just rob lowe's sex tape like it's super it's really weird um and he was never charged with a felony for that Okay. So he just got like a basic charge of like, I don't know, something, something like, a, like whatever the lowest level charge of like pedophile is you can get. He had that, but he didn't go to jail and is not mm. like a registered offender or anything like that. So obviously sounds terrible even when I'm saying yeah. it, but it's, I don't know. That's, I was reading about it. I was like, so wait, what did, is he actually that? Was he actually that? Um, but. Hello. What just happened? Oh, sorry, I muted. I was um, gonna say, like, I'm, I almost freaked. At out. the end of the day, I, I still today when I saw that, I was like, I have to watch. I just have to watch like a clip from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Don't tell me the and last dude, watching okay. three, three watching three seconds of that is nuts. It like, is nuts. I don't know who came up with that show. Maybe it's him. <laughs> I know Tim Burton did. Tim Burton did the movie Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and you can tell it's Tim Burton because it's fucking crazy. But it's like. The stuff in just in his regular TV show, which mom would let us watch. She she would, we weren't allowed to watch like Simpsons, but we we're allowed Cops. to watch like in yeah Cops or anything like that. But we we're allowed to watch like the freaking LSD trip Pee Wee's Playhouse for some reason, where he sits on a chair that has eyes and it hugs him. And there's like a talking TV and there's a genie in a box that goes like mecca like a high and they go on a carpet ride and shit. Like we're and I'm just watching it for a couple seconds. I was like, this is nuts. Like you, there's no way I would allow anybody to show this to their children today because it's, it's completely insane. Like it's one of those TV shows you're like they can't make this anymore. Like you, you can't, you can't allow this. You know, this is not you can't make this. I, I saw a clip of what came before Pee Wee's Playhouse. So he did movies before, but what was the original as, as show? Pee-wee? He was Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, as Pee Wee Herman. Uh, Somebody know, posted actually. the last clip ever from that show, whatever it was, the first show he did where he's Pee Wee Herman. Hmm. And it's the most bizarre thing. Like he's got like a cape on and he's flying through space, just like saying goodbye. Oh. It's super weird. Maybe yeah. it was the last Pee Wee. Right, the right, Pee-wee, right. Is that what you're thinking about? Herman last scene. Cheech like, and Chong's next movie. Is that what you're thinking about? No, no, it was a show. It was a Pee Wee Herman. Because his first appearance on screen is in Cheech and Chong's next movie, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. It came out in 1980. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's not that. Anyways, 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 I, I know, see. you know, anyways, I'm not defending any of the stuff that 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 Paul Rubens, the guy's name. I'm not defending any of the stuff that he did. I was just curious. I read about it and and it brought back and then seeing the clips brought back some memories. I watched this clip where he goes with the genie and they go on a carpet ride through like India. And it, the <laughs> and the footage of India is in black and white. Like, it's just like an insane. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. I feel like anyone who watched that got a little messed up growing up like i feel like looking back no we definitely got a part of a part of both of us got messed up watching that show no no because you're right i did not remember until earlier today what the hell the show was and what what it is we were watching and you're right like i would not let anybody watch that show today like it's messed up man like it's it's just weird all around weird right okay hold on let's see it let's hold on let me see a clip let me pull it up i bet you a lot of people are not too familiar don't remember okay here we go let me see if you, let me let me know if you can see this. Okay. Now it's time to play with me. Okay, magic screen. Super. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he's so annoying. He's so annoying immediately. <laughs> okay, he's okay. So he's on the genie. Oh, boy, magic screen, a rug. How fun! Okay. It's not a rug, Pee Wee. It's a carpet. Oh, well. So what's so special about a carpet? What kind of carpet would you find in a magic screen? Oh, here we go. That's oh, fine. He's on a carpet. Magic! It's, it's a magic carpet. <laughs> I wish Jumpy was here. Wish? Oh, here Somebody's we go. Wish? Hey, Jumpy! <laughs> 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 okay, so everybody knows that the genie was in the box, and now his head has appeared on the carpet with Pee Wee, and now they're sitting. Let's go for a ride! And they're gonna have this is like Whoa! Aladdin, Holy World. Type scene. See what I mean? They're flying through black and white footage of India, like, or whatever this is. I don't even know what this is. Maybe a sheep. This absolutely brutal. I think that was Canada. I actually think that was like around here. Oh, he's waving the at the, I don't yeah. know, the fisherman out in the ocean. The deadliest cat. Oh, oh, the carpet's oh, running out oh, of the Oh, oh, oh. Look, oh. <laughs> oh, the carpet. Eugenie's head is just... Oh, see, he's in the chair. Hey. This, this is he's creepy. He's in the chair here. that hugs him. This is creepy. Look at that cat in the background looking at him on the wall. Whatever that's, that thing that's, is. That's a map of the United States. Oh. That's what that is. It's a map of the U.S. with a face on it, and it's also a clock, and it has an insane like look on it. Anyways, you, I'm gonna put you this, brought gonna up put this clip in the comments you, so everybody can watch. You it. said something today on Twitter when you were oh. talking about Mattel and stuff. You said your dynasty <laughs> who was in that Barney costume. I want to know who the hell was in that chair with Pee Wee Herman sitting on them in weird positions, hugging him nonstop, and how that was oh, controlled. Man. Were they like, okay, hug him as much uh. as you want? Just keep holding him. You know, oh like, man, I don't know. I don't know how they did that. Like even just watching the intro, there's like a million different animatronic like characters in, or like puppet characters in 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 his uh, in his playhouse. So it's oh man, it's super twisted. Yeah, what I said no. on Twitter was so apparently just to finish that they um, now that Barbie has been a huge success, which we briefly talked about last week, it's really clear that like now every single movie studio has decided like hey, we're just going to make our own version of Barbie, right? Because that's how the film industry works. Like there's one tech industry, same thing. Mm -hmm. One thing proves to be an unexpected success and everybody tries to capitalize on making the same thing. So Mattel has announced a cinematic universe and the image they used in one of the press releases was an image of four different IPs. Barney, the dinosaur, Uno, the card game, yeah. A magic eight ball and wishbone the dog. And that's apparently the movies that Mattel is going to be making in the next couple of years and try to make them like Barbie somehow, which makes no sense at all. If Uno is like a mobster thing or something like that, like, I'll watch. But that, that's ridiculous. We had an eight ball. We had a magic eight ball and not that kind of eight ball. An eight ball, like an eight, like the thing you would shake and it would, you'd ask it a question and it'd be like, I don't LG think so or whatever. Well, okay. People are finding out. A you lot had one about in your LG. room. You had one of those in your room. You had one of those. You had one of those magic eight balls. Did you not? I did. It was so faulty all the time. Like it would tell you the same damn thing over and over again, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Am I gonna suck in this exam coming up? It'd be like hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, you kind of believe it. You know what I mean? Like when you're a kid, you kind of believe in fortunes, or even your like fortune cookie store. It's like when you read a fortune cookie, even as an adult, like part of you still kind of believes it, which is kind of funny, even though you know it's not. Not not going to be true. So, anyways. Close your ears, kids. Phil, did you end up going to see Barbie? Did you see Barbie in the no. end? 
No, because so what I heard without getting into politics or any of that stuff is what I heard from a lot of people who went to see it. And I usually don't listen. People said that all these men were going with their wives, girlfriends together to see it because they figured that they'd be going to watch. And I quote this a bunch of hot chicks. Okay. (laughs) This is what I heard. Okay. And apparently guys were coming out of there. Disgusting. So furious. (laughs) <laughs> because apparently the movie if you watch the movie and you're a woman you come out of there hating men like despising there's men. i don't know what goes on in there but that's what i've heard is that if you are a woman and you're going to watch the barbie wow. movie you will wow. leave there hating men like hating right. them yeah so when i heard this i'm like okay i i people are saying all sorts of stuff i don't think it's my vibe to be honest with you to to, to go watch barbie um, I don't know what the reviews are like. I didn't hear about the reviews. Like, I don't know what rating it got. I, I don't know I think that. The, I think the ratings are like through the roof, man. I think they're really they're wow. being very, very well received. I think people love this thing. There is a 80, comeback in like 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like 89%. Oh, yeah. 89. Are you joking right now? 89%. 86% audience score. I got to check IMDb. That'll be the real deal. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> IMDb is the place, man. That's good. All right. Barbie. I'm going to check it. Here you go. Um, I like I like we're we're spending time looking up Barbie and the and like the reviews, but we're not we're not gonna see it. We're not gonna see what's 7. it on IMDb. 7. I usually if a movie is above seven, I'll give it a shot Uh-oh. on this website. I'm not giving this a shot. I'm not wasting my time with this. Oh, come on. When it comes out on I Netflix, would, you'll give it a little whirl. Come on. Would I, would I prefer on, live a little. little mermaid over this? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. It'd be a tough choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Mermaid sure. or Barbie? I don't think I can watch Barbie. Is the Barbie Girl song in there? Like the I'm a Barbie Girl. See, that's what I was right? going to bring up. Actually, is that Aqua? That band was nuts, man. That was like that, that. It feels like this movie is basically like like fashioned after that. Like it seems like a very similar world. But I don't. I don't. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised. It should be in there. That band should be in there. Aqua. They should, that Swedish band or whatever they were. They should. They should. They should, should totally there. make an appearance. Right. Um, in there. Okay, Phil. Last question for you before we wrap out. Right now in the world of sports, is there anything going on at all outside of Women's World Cup, which now sucks a little bit more because um, you know Canada Canada's out, right? So it or and it sucks a little bit more because the games are at midnight for me. That's why for people for people go fucking nuts. Is that even the Canada game was at three a.m. for me? So it's literally there's literally no way for me to watch. At least I think like the Men's World Cup and uh, um, Qatar. Qatar was like at least it was like six a.m. for me. It was a little bit better. These I cannot watch these so. I'm um, going to watch even less than I did. So is there anything else going on in the world of sports right now? Well, I mean, it's on your okay, radar. So I, I usually turn on ESPN first thing in the morning when I'm home yeah. and I'll watch okay. first take and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we are now full fledged NFL. Like any little incident is dissected. To the Man, you know, what surprised me actually was all these guys who got busted for gambling. Like they're, they're really cracking down on this. Um, like there's a ton of NFL players that just got banned for six games or the entire season really? for gambling. Uh, it's a mix of things from gambling on NFL games, which is a full season long uh, uh, suspension. Yeah, you can to that, yeah. to betting on other sports while at the team's facility will earn you a six game suspension. You are not allowed to do any sort of gambling, and where that kind of not rubs me the wrong way because rules are rules. If you're a professional, you should be able to follow the, your rules and the law. Mm-hmm. What rubs me the wrong way is that if you mm-hmm. watch American or Canadian, more specifically Canadian TV, mm-hmm. you cannot go 20 seconds without seeing something gambling related. Mm-hmm. The way it's mm-hmm. being kind of promoted 
to people mm -hmm. is extremely disturbing. It really is. Mm -hmm. um, for me, when you're trying to watch the pregame show and there's mm -hmm. all the regular panelists trying to analyze what the sp like what spread they're going to be on and what kind of parlays they can do. And guess yeah. what? If you sign up, you get a bonus. You know, like mm -hmm. it's for me, it's disgusting. It really is. And I don't know how long the government can let this go on. But are you really that surprised that these players are so heavily involved now all of a sudden when you are now, you went from not having it anywhere, being allowed anywhere near your sport to having it as like logos on the ice, logos mm -hmm. on the boards, on players' jerseys. Mm -hmm. And then you're suspending them for a year when they're going and they're betting on sports. Like, come yeah. on, what did you think was? I mean, it's definitely obviously it's a conflict of interest, so they shouldn't they shouldn't bet on their own games or anything. But then don't promote it. Don't. Yeah, promote it's it. a little ridiculous. And I did, and when I was doing those kind of deeper dive podcasts last fall, I went into this about how like gambling became uh, legalized, sports gambling mm -hmm. became legalized, and how it was actually Adam Silver from the NBA when he took over, where he he was the first like league person to basically say like, hey, you know what? I actually don't think that sports gambling is that bad because it was illegal for a long time. Fantasy rose up because sports gambling was illegal because fantasy was a game of skill, not a game of chance, where sports uh, gambling is a game of chance, technically. So it's interesting. Like Adam Silver is kind of one of the responsible people for that, but it's also because he saw like how much, how much revenue was possible for doing that. And now it's like the amount of revenue they get from gambling. Like the leagues get a cut of it and it's obscene how much money they make from gambling to the point where that's that's some of their main advertisers almost now. a it's, priority it's, now it's yeah. it's cars beer and gambling or or some kind of investment mm -hmm. products as well like that's the main type of ad you would see um and yeah it is sickening i do agree because like gambling like well i mean out of those three things uh you know two of them are are, are vices that people are mm -hmm. very very uh vulnerable to and right. they have these hilarious rules like you know alcohol commercials you can never show somebody drinking it yeah you can only yeah. show them holding it as though that's that makes such a huge difference that like someone who's like a you know you know uh, struggles with alcoholism yeah is, is has has yeah. been sober for two weeks and they're like i'm trying so hard to beat this and they see a bud light ad and the bud light ad they're like this is delicious but if they took a sip he'd be like fuck i gotta go I yeah gotta go. yeah yeah that's something that that's you know it's ridiculous it's ridiculous way, you know to throw that in people's faces if you think it's a bad thing for them so um, yeah, it's tough. It's not just, it's not just, uh, I guess that's happening, you know, the betting things happening in NFL, but it's, it's all sports leagues now where you just see like an obscene amount of gambling ads, but it's pays the bills. I, I think, I think that's, this that's is going to hit a point where something goes really wrong. I think so. I think I'm not saying another Pete Rose because Pete Rose actually was not betting on his own team. Anyways, he was like betting against mm -hmm. or whatever the hell he was doing. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what mm -hmm. it was, but I think you're going to find eventually some kind of scandals and shit like that. Like it's, it's, to me, it's 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 inevitable at this point. The way you're promoting it, and you know, players are like, "Oh, wait a minute, I never really noticed this. What do you mean? Oh, okay, yeah, let me check this out. Well, how about I get my friends to bet on this, and I won't catch that ball? Do you know what I mean? Like, I I I feel like they're kind of just leaving themselves vulnerable to that, right? Mm -hmm. With all this, with all this chaos. So, um, did you have any? Uh, a very early. We're not even close to the season yet. We're still five six weeks out. Do you have any dark horse predictions? Any any projections at all for players or teams or anything? Anything for people just getting reacclimated to the NFL? Anything they should be watching? I know that the Jonathan Taylor contract situation is a little oh, sticky right oh. now, but anything season wise, like a team you think is going to be great or a team you think that was good that's going to suck? Uh, is the Aaron Rodgers experiment in New York going to work out? I don't know anything like that. I can't wait to watch Hard Knocks. Actually, that starts I think mm. next week or the week after. Who are they with and this year? The Jets. They, they didn't want to. Uh, Nobody wanted to. Everybody said no, and then the Jets yeah. are like, fine. We'll do it. Like, you probably asked nice. for yeah, Nobody wants money. that. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to go on. But I'm no. excited to see Aaron Rodgers on that. Mm -hmm. How he is with the team. There's already been a ton of fights at training camp. 
like I said, it's hard to even focus on any other sports. Baseball actually just announced this morning that they had the highest average attendance on the weekend at games that they've had in the last like 20 years or something like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They, they were averaging 39,000 a game um, <sighs> throughout the weekend, which is the highest in a People very long time. Back to it the might stadium. be only I wonder... 10 years, but like 10 or 15 Why? What, what's, you know, what's, it's, what's driving it's, that? I don't know what it is. I have no idea, but I'm not going to yeah. lie. There's been some good matchups. Uh, there's mm-hmm. nothing like going to a ballpark on a beautiful summer night, mm-hmm. um, you know, to enjoy the game. I think a lot of the yeah. ballparks are, are, are becoming state of the art. Like look at the blue Jays. Yeah. for yeah. years. Now the Jays have had those empty corner seats at every game they play the home games. You mm-hmm. don't see that anymore with all these party decks and stuff. The place is mm-hmm. rammed every single game. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think just people enjoy baseball again. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a cycle like the caterpillars, right? They don't mm-hmm. come to my house for eight years. Well, baseball has these cycles where it goes for a long time. Nobody cares. And then all of a sudden people are super excited about everything that's going on. There's no team dominating as much as people have been used to. Like Dodgers have their issues. Mm-hmm. Tampa now has their issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's got issues. All the top teams have some mm-hmm. kind of problem and it's kind of wide open. The Yankees are not dominating mm-hmm. anybody. Um, you know, it's not all about Yankees and the same teams over and over again. I think people are just genuinely excited. So that's going on. Um, what else is coming up right now? Okay. So you, sorry, I, I love to derail things back to my prediction. I think <laughs> I don't want to be on the Buffalo bills train because every time uh-huh. I have high expectations, it's always the same bullshit. I like the Leafs. Yeah. They always yeah. make the playoffs and then nothing happens. Yeah. Um, but man, I think, I think we're in for some real chaos. I'm hearing that Russell Wilson is like a whole new quarterback again, out of nowhere with Sean Payton. Okay, with Sean Payton. Yeah, I like the Sean Payton. And uh, I do, though. No matter how much you don't like Sean Payton or whatever the hell you think he Mm -hmm. does. Like, for me, that whole bounty thing, I'm not going to lie, was freaking brilliant. I don't care Mm -hmm. what anybody says. Like, Mm -hmm. for me, that's like, that was insane. Like, if you kill a guy on the field, you're getting the big pot. And guys were actually murdering people out there. That's football. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't done in the right way. It's not, morally, it's not right to do something like that. But Sean Payton knew all about that, as much as he says he didn't. And I think... He the first thing he said this week at training camp was like, "What did he say about the old coaching staff?" He's like, "That is the worst coaching staff in history of the NFL." The guys that just went out, like they did the <laughs> worst job ever. And by saying that, I think it kind of takes the pressure off. And anything they do slightly well this year, we'll be like, "Yeah, all right, you know, we've seen some progress here." Uh, but Russ did not just become Russ that we saw last year overnight. Okay, um, so I don't know. the 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 problem with the NFL is, and this is why I don't do my fantasy drafts now. Is from now until the start of the season, you're going to have another five or six key players that are out with injuries and that are gone for the year. Because the season is so short, all it takes is a six to eight week injury and your season's almost out. Look at Jalen Ramsey with the Dolphins. Their big prize safety. He's gone until December minimum, just like that, from an injury in practice or whatever the hell they were doing, right? Um, So I don't have a specific team. That's what I love about the NFL is that Whatever schedule they make for prime time, halfway through the season, you're always asking, how did that team get so many primetime games? Because they have complete garbage when they were supposed to be really good, right? So we'll see who that is this year. But, you know, I think the KC, I think the KC, Cincinnati, Buffalo triangle in the AFC mm-hmm. will continue mm-hmm. to rule as long as those quarterbacks are there, no matter who's mm-hmm. on the team. You could have, like, look at Tyreek Hill. He left Kansas City. Did it make the difference everybody said it would make? Absolutely not. No. Because it wasn't about Tyreek Hill. It's Good about, teams are about culture, man. You know, and I was about thinking culture, about culture, 
this coaching. totally throwing it over to NBA. I was just reading about, yeah. oh, like, how are they going to make Bradley Beal work in Phoenix? Like, they need, a you know, whatever bums they're going to yeah. sign to be, like, their <laughs> starter. You know, like, what, what are they going to do? And, and, you know, how far removed they are from being the, you know, the team in the finals, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, I think the, the, cult, the culture is the most important thing. And the culture is what makes it so that even when you lose key players, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. And you see that, I think, across all sports. And that's where, you know, and and culture also makes your star players be a player of that team for their entire career is culture. Right. And I think that that's where someone like a Kevin Durant goes wrong, that it's like Mm -hmm. he's never been on a team long enough to, to be part of its culture. The only team he was on long enough was the Thunder. And he got upset that they couldn't they they didn't win a certain year and he left. Right. And that's where it's like putting Beal and uh, Booker and KD together it's like yeah on paper that's good but you don't like rarely has that worked and it's not you need culture to win you know what I mean it's not just good players and that's why it's like right now NBA or you know NFL same thing it's like the teams that seem to always be in the conversation will continue to always be in the conversation because culture is what wins championships culture built around great players mm-hmm. and players that move around team to team. It's just not the same. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's, I think that yep. that's where like NFL is a good example where it's like, yeah, there's no, there's no reason that the chiefs won't continue to be good for 10 years. So long as they, mm-hmm. Mahomes wants to be part of it and they continue like a winning culture. Like that'll, that'll be a super bowl threat every year for a long time. Right. There's no right. reason it won't be. I agree. And that's why I said those three teams, because they've got quarterbacks, as long as they're healthy for the next 10 years, will continue to dominate. And you could, you could switch the rest of the team. As long as you continue to, to bring decent players in at every position, like the whole Stefan Diggs thing. Yeah. He's one of the greatest receivers in the NFL, but guess what? If Stefan Diggs had decided he's out of here, they would have brought somebody else in and that person or somebody else would have stepped up and under Josh Allen. Also Still done a great job. Good players, good players, good and great players want to play in great cultures and mediocre mediocre players try their absolute hardest in good cultures. You know what I mean? That's why sure. when a guy goes and plays for like the freaking Warriors in the NBA, you're like, wow, this player's amazing. We yeah. never knew. Right. And it's like, it's not because he's that good. It's because he wants to play super well. Like Andrew Wiggins is a good example. It's like you put him in the culture, you put him in the system, and he becomes an all-star. Right. And, and, and that's like, why that's their draft picks do well as well, even though they're late exactly. first round is that's because it. they were guys that were decent enough to be drafted higher. Absolutely. They weren't because nobody wanted to take a shot on them. And then when they get drafted by these good culture teams, mm-hmm. they develop a lot faster than some of the other guys ahead of them in the draft. Right. So um, it, I've always said that, you know, it's, it's always been a luxury of these teams like, oh, shit, they're drafting at the end of the first round. But guess what? They're going to take a shot on a guy that nobody else wanted to that people let slip. And they're going to get the most out of him, whether that be becoming an all-star or a key contributor in the playoffs. That player, like I always said this, these top players, when they get drafted by these complete garbage franchises, I'm like, is that a good thing? Like Cade Cunningham. Okay, dude, you went to Detroit. Are you ever going to do anything there? Like, (laughs) probably not, man. Like, honestly, you're going to be a good player, maybe, Mm -hmm. whatever. But are you ever going to, like, cement your legacy in this league? No chance. It's Detroit. The if they can build a winning culture with, with young draft picks, they can, but not everybody's able to do no, that, right? No. And that's where, like, you know, NBA-wide, you know, the Sixers were kind of able to do that around Embiid and kind of Simmons, even though that fell apart, but they made enough moves to, to kind of keep it going. 
um, the thunder this year. It's like, well, that's the make or break year. Do you have a winning culture or not? Right. It's like, what you have all these young players, all that stuff. Will mm-hmm. they be winners? Um, and in the NFL, I mean, like probably a good example long-term, especially from when I used to watch was the Patriots. Obviously you had Tom Brady, but it's like, how many, how many different wide receivers became household names? Just that's exactly it. You know what I mean? Like West Walker, like fuck is West Walker, but he's a huge name or he was Julian Edelman, all those guys, man. And Randy Moss had the best season like ever for a wide receiver or whatever that was, or at least then through playing in that system. But that's exactly Tyreek Hill leaving the chiefs. Oh, that's it. Chiefs are done forever. No, I don't think so. Tyreek Hill is done forever. That's what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. So that's my feeling. Um, Did you, you probably didn't see this, but I I just want to have to make this announcement. The championship game of the month-long Major League Cricket was last night. Oh, here we go. Between the Seattle Orcas and the MI New York. And MI stands for Mumbai Indians, which is a huge franchise in the India Premier League of Cricket. They have a New York division just for this league. And they came in as pretty heavy underdogs. And one of the hitters on their team put on what was called by a lot of people on Twitter and the experts, one of the greatest batting performances in history of the sport. Ooh. And I witnessed it. Like, how cool is that? Okay. Um, he scored a hundred and something runs. Apparently scoring a hundred runs with your bat without getting out is like impossible to do. What's the final, what's the average final score of a game? So average final score of a game and each team has like 10 batters at bat, you know, as much as they do until they get out yeah. Yeah. is I'd say like 150. 160 maybe a bit higher okay Damn. so the seattle orcas batted first they got 184 yeah. runs yeah. if you yeah. look at the live line anywhere that's like a guaranteed win the second yeah. team is not matching that yeah but this guy who was one of the first batters for the team alone got 134 points Jesus. him alone without going out and apparently that's like a record shattering performance. That's like scoring like 90 points in, a, in an NBA game. It really is though. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. and he was, he was sending bombs into the parking lot. Oh, and he's a tiny skinny guy. I'm like, dude, yeah. what is this? Right. But it was <laughs> every man sport that cricket. It really was. And like, it's ironic that obviously when all eyes were on that final, it happened. You know, I'm sure that was like, the league was probably like, yes, this is why we did this. Right. Um, but it was entertaining. Listen, I was really entertained. It was better than the Sunday night baseball game that was on that was over after mm-hmm. two innings between the Baltimore mm-hmm. Orioles and the New York Yankees last night. It was like mm-hmm. the game was a blowout after the second inning. So I'm like, oh, who's going to watch this crap? Uh, and it was exciting. It was late at night last night. It was in Texas. And uh, now that season is done and, and people are going back to, I guess, they're wherever they usually play when they're not playing. But, you know, there's never a shortage of sports. Let's just put it that mm-hmm. way. There's always something going on, whether it be be this newfound love I have for cricket or yeah. NFL training camps. We're now turning that corner with it being August tomorrow mm-hmm. where people start getting excited. This is it. Oh yeah. We're, we're, we're in range. College football actually starts in two yeah. and a half weeks. The English oh, yeah. premier league in, in, in soccer starts in three mm-hmm. weeks or two weeks. Like yeah. we're there. We're almost there. Yeah. And everyone's taking their vacation at this point. I think even, and I mean like not just, not just athletes. Right. But also like, you know, parents and kids and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It's like kids, you know, and there's still like a, for a lot of people, whole other month of summer left. Although I know in some places in the States, school starts pretty soon. Um, but it's still like July is when you're taking vacation. Right. Yes. And that's where people are taking time off and all that kind of stuff, going on a trip, whatever it is. So it's like, once that's done, you come back, people still want to enjoy their summertime, right? Like sit on the, you know, sit on the deck at night or go down to the beach or whatever. But it's like, it's, you know, when you start to plan, if you're a planner, you're thinking a couple weeks in advance, a couple months in advance, 
a couple mm-hmm. months from now is October, right? So you're That's you're right. starting to think about that kind of stuff, and it's both sad that summer will be over, but it's also exciting because the fall. So uh, if you're a sports, sports fan, it's extremely exciting, no matter what. Exactly. <laughs> And we got some exciting stuff coming up on the first mint, which we uh, mm-hmm. we haven't revealed very much of yet. Oh, but yeah. I do think I do think this week, and I hope it's this week. So don't hold me to it. I hope sometime in the next couple of days, uh, first mint uh, holders, day one holders, are going to get a, a little something special. We'll see what we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of work to do to be done still, so don't hold me to it. But hopefully, in the next couple of days, uh, the first mint day one holders find a little something special. So we'll see about that. Phil, to play us out. Yeah. I'm going to leave you with my favorite commercial of the last couple of years starring Russell Wilson, which was a, it was a, it was a, it was a commercial he filmed for subway sandwich about something called the danger, Witch, and where he talks about doing dangerous things with his sandwich and somebody dubbed it over to uh, the dark night, like Joker scene where he's at the dinner party and somehow it matches. So if you've never seen this uh, enjoy. Oh, wow. There we go. Hey, you want to put this subway sandwich? It is my signature sandwich. It's called the Danger Witch, and it's dangerously good. <laughs> Be careful, though. It's spicy. <laughs> so good. Who bites it like that? Well, Did you lose sound? No. It just stopped. Oh, it just stopped. Oh, they lose sound on it at this point. Yeah, where does the sandwich go? Why does it keep uh, the screen like that? Uh, okay, well, well I'll, I'll find the right link, and I'll post it in the thing. Anyways, it's very well done. And uh, it's very funny. Phil, this okay. has been great. Uh, next week, a holiday in Canada, right? We'll have to find an it alternate is. time to, to record. It is. But we will make it's it a work. holiday. We will make it All right. work, as always. All right. Well, have yourself a good week. And uh, people, the first minute, thanks as usual for listening. See you in August. <laughs>